I'm Mike Zapsik of I Sell Comics and Comic Book Men on AMC TV, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon. An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. This is a journey into sound. Cobra! What's up? This is Vic Ruggiero from the Slackers, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 108. I am your host, I am Jay Clark. Please, excuse while flick Bic. This is a cross, uh, a bluegrass, Kentucky bluegrass, uh, featherbed bench, and uh, Northern California sensimilla. Hi, everybody. It's good to be back. It's good to be chilling. It's good to be illin' with all of you right here, right now. I skipped a week there. I apologize for that, but I just had things going on. Children to raise, summers to summer, you know, things like that. Uh, Had a very, very exciting World Pride Day! Uh, in Toronto. I'll tell you all about that shortly. And anyways, um, yeah, had an exceptional time at Pride. Very proud to be, you know, involved in uh, Pride every year in Toronto here is an Elliot weapon. And uh, very close friends all throughout that community. And uh, again, I'll tell you all about that shortly. But here we are again, just you and me, hanging out like friends will be. Um, whenever I do these podcasts alone, it always makes me feel like Happy Harry on. Maybe I should talk like this. Seriously. Um, but pump up the volume, man. I still consider that the beginning of the original idea of the podcast, you know, if pirate radio, whatever. But it's legal pirate radio. That's what it is. You know that's what it is, and that's why it's awesome. Because, uh, the airwaves were freed, even though we are dealing with this whole, uh, you know, what are they called? The trolls. The people with all the patent trolls support Adam Carolla. And uh, if you don't know what that's all about, look into that. Um, especially if you are a podcaster. Because it could change the way things are done. Uh, and, you know, many, many less people may have the opportunity to hear me sit and get stoned and ramble on to you kids about silly things. But... I'll continue to do it as long as I can, but let's fight the patent trolls, so support them. Go check out what Adam is doing. It's good stuff. It's good stuff for podcasting. Good stuff for podcast all around, you know? So, uh, yeah, 
like I was saying there, oh, you know what? Before I get into this pride nonsense, let me get into something else. So I, I grabbed some weed, right? I got some ganja. And I picked up the bag. And I looked at it through the light just to admire its, its crystalline entities and such. And I noticed right in the middle of the bag is this giant, like, blood purple nug. It's just like the nug of death. It's sitting there amongst all these other purpley kind of, you know, nugs. I say, I say to the guy, I'm like, you know, look at that shit. And he's like, well, what? It's purple kush. And I'm just like, no, but look at that nug right there. And it was like plum. It was like deep, dark plum colored. And it's, it, it scared me right away. I was like, what is that? I don't know what you are, but I must smoke you. So I smoked it and, uh, it was fucking intense. I felt like 16 again. I couldn't go get anything from the store. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I was fucking baked. You know, once in a while, when, you, when you're a habitual smoker, you'll have this moment, you'll smoke something or in the right causes or the right strain or whatever, and you'll just be like, holy shit, I'm fucking baked. And uh, that occurred, and that happened to me, and it was the death purple bud. The purple bud. Beware the purple bud, kids. If you see it out there, it looks like an old plum or something. Be careful smoking that shit because it will it will make you bonkers. It will make you bounce around like the purple boy. What's his name? Augustus Gloop. Oh, uh, Augustus, please don't do that. My chocolate must never be touched by human hands. It'll t- it'll go all fucking Willy Wonka on your ass. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it has special fucking Willy Wonka candy laced in it or some shit. Willy Wonka PCP flavor. I don't know, but it was bonkers. I just wanted to share that with you kids, you know, because uh, it was interesting. I saw it right away. When I saw the bag, I was like, what the fuck is that? That that right there sticks out, and it was crazy. So, it was like a diamond on the rough, a purpley diamond of death, <laughs> but it was good times indeed. So, we enjoyed that. Also, last week on the show, we talked a little about dabbing. I haven't been familiar with this, but I've looked into it, and I've seen it becoming more popular especially on Instagram for some fucking reason. Which we're on, by the way. It's kind of a half-personal, half-podcast account. You know, it's my account. But, uh, you know, because you can't really put links up or anything. But uh, I've got it under at and underscore elegant underscore weapon. So you can check that out on Instagram. I, I, I jump on there occasionally. You know. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, the dabbing. It's weird. I still don't quite get it. Like, you make these things out of weed that look like fucking Jurassic Park fucking amber dinosaur shit, and then you fucking melt it and smoke it into the shit. It's fucking kind of crazy. It looks like fun, though. It looks neat. I'd like to know how that kind of shit tastes. It looks like honey, but I'm supposing it doesn't taste like honey. But then again, I've had weed that kind of tasted like honey, but maybe I'm just getting confused with, with honey cognac wraps, you know? It's probably what I'm doing. You ever have those honey cognac blunt wraps? Oh, they're just delicious. Just delicious! Highly recommend that you try the honey cognac blunt papers. It's delicious. <laughs> Magically delicious. So I went uh, I went away for the weekend, uh, like a week or two back there, because uh, Toronto Pride this year hosted the fantastic World Pride event doubled our one million person party to a two million person party and uh from what i hear toronto itself downtown was absolutely nuts i went nowhere near it i decided to skip out and go the opposite way so rather than heading east i headed west 
And I went to a beautiful little park here. It's called Cedars Campground. It's in Flamborough, Ontario, Canada. It's just like a little place you can park your trailer, pop your tent, and enjoy the good times. It's a uh, it's a gay-owned campground, so therefore very uh, <laughs> gay-friendly isn't the word for it. Yet it doesn't feel right to call it a gay campground, but I guess it is a gay campground. But anyways, yeah. So uh, I've been going up there for maybe. <sighs> 15 years. I usually go up there in August for the Labor Day weekend. Here, uh, is that Labor Day? Yeah, that's Labor Day, right? In August? But the long weekend in August, then I usually go up there. But this year, da, 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 I have been screwed out of that occasion because Fan Expo Canada decided to pop up their asses on fucking Labor Day. They took a long weekend. What are you doing, Fan Expo? Ah, oh, it's okay. I had to make a choice. I had to make a choice. It was my ladies or my stormtroopers, and I did it. I went, I went with stormtroopers. I went with them. So, uh, I'll be going to Fan Expo for the long weekend in August this year. I'll be shacking up with uh, at a table with Anthony Rutgazer of Action Labs, the first hero. Lots of new reviews just came out. You should check them out. I should post them. That's what I'll do. I'll post a link to them or something. And uh, you, you all can check that out. I think his site, uh, 16 Hectares or something, is on the, uh, the Smoking Buddies. If you go to www.anelegantweapon.ca. There's a little section there in the menu called Smoking Buddies. Go check it out. Smoking Buddies is a blatant ripoff, by the way, of uh, Drinking Buddies on the DrunkOnComics.com. I just thought it'd be fun to blatantly rip them off. So if you hear this, Derek, oh yeah, total blatant ripoff, admittedly their idea their deal but i didn't know what to think like i couldn't think of what you call that because yeah you have your drinking buddies but then what do you call your friends like who you just hang out and smoke pot with there's no actual term for that I, they'd be smoking buddies wouldn't they i don't know we'll delve into that more a little later because i was talking about world pride but i went to this campground and saw many old friends and uh, had beautiful fireworks and uh, beautiful food and uh, beautiful swimming good times. I went up there with my lady, cute vixen, and we had a great time. As always, so it was very enjoyable. But uh, the reason I bring up World Pride is, A, it was awesome that Toronto this year got to host World Pride because that's fucking fantastic. That's uh, that's just, uh, that's like bringing it home, you know what I mean? Uh, just totally bringing it home. If you've never come up here for Toronto Pride Parade and Festival weekend, oh my goodness, what a party. Uh, you know, them gays know how to dance and it never stops. I've seen guys pack bowls, smoke the bowls and have full conversations with their asses popping back and forth. And they didn't even know they didn't even fucking realize that their asses were shaking. That's when you get to a beautiful point. I only get there when I go see a Slackers show. Hi, this is David Hilliard from Slackers and you're listening to an elegant weapon. see a slacker show my while i'm sleeping that night my ass will rock it will shake back and forth to the sounds of the soul and the good times so uh i just want to play this for you quickly me and two friends uh my friend toby he uh my very very bestest friend toby uh also the man by the way who taught me how to try to climb a fucking tree so you know get rid of your fucking notions there because uh tough son of a bitch 
Taught me how to work like a man. He taught me how to work like a man. And, you know, I, we didn't get to the point where he told me how to taught me how to work a man. But, you know, he told me how to work it like a man. So that's what we did. But anyways, he went to uh, some convenience store nearby into the, like, back room where the elderly, like, Asian gentleman took him back and passed the mogwais and shit and uh, sold him some fireworks. Or rather, I should say, a firework. He bought some other ones, too, up front. But this was, like, one of those ones that comes in, like, a brown paper package. You know what I mean? It's just, like, a rectangle. It's like a brown paper bag rectangle brick. And it's just filled with shit. And you light the one shit and it just goes off forever. There's like 30 crazy pops in it or something. So we went out and we did this out in this field. And uh, I recorded a little bit of it. Uh, there's a little bit of wind in there and it doesn't sound great. But remember that we are very, very drunk. And having very, very good time. So this is me and Toby and Hot Rod. And uh, popping off a firework. It's not too long. It's only like a five minute little bit here. So check it out and fucking enjoy it. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 108. I am your host, J.M. Clark. Many bicks have been flicked. Too many to bother right now. I'm at Cedars Campground for World Pride Toronto 2014. I'm here with Toby and Hot Rod. Golf cart heading out right now to to light off some of them uh, fireworks. It's going to look like Alderaan by the time we're done. (laughs) (laughs) Armageddon. Armageddon, indeed. There's so many shit tank here that's going to kind of smell. i got to just quickly run and grab a shovel. Shovels are important. Toby managed in some dark back room place somewhere to buy, like, it's like a beige rectangle box, and apparently it's a firework. And we're going to see what happens when we put some fire to this firework. <laughs> Yay! Shovel space shovel. All right. <laughs> um, okay, we've got something in here. I just met a lesbian with a Batman tattoo. Yes, you did. That's fucking rad. Yeah, she's a big time uh, yeah. Batman fan. Hi. Not, not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> um, no, no, you gotta, you gotta say that with this. We're not the droids, are we? Okay, so um, do you? We're not Move to along. drive up to it, are we? Because we're not supposed to drive on the grass, can we? Drive on the grass. Oh, we're okay. Not no more. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Go for it. Okay, yeah. big yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Damn idiots, Frosty. Damn it. Get her done! Yeah. Hi, Coco. Coco? Coco? Her name's Nicole. She's lovely. Okay. Her mom's a total kind. She's when I hear Coco, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I hear Coco, I think of uh, Ice T's wife. Alright, we're in the middle of the field. Destination. Okay, so we're gonna dig this. Um... No, no, no. We, and we'll do it together. It won't right. take long. And yeah. Uh. So here's what we got. There's of these cocksuckers this is just like makes people turn around and go oh fuck some assholes have fireworks right we've got the two cakes and then there's oh sorry there's also this uh whatever these are called cherry bombs so oh we only have one lighter don't we i've never done fireworks yes, before we have one what lighter. i've never done fireworks what do you mean you i've only been uh observer never a participant oh i see you've never oh, been okay. a, a street dad yep <laughs> glad i'm here with you man yeah you know what i mean okay so i gotta yeah, dig nice. i gotta um, dig i gotta dig <laughs> What? How deep? No, uh, like we're gonna try to bury it that deep. So we. Oh, okay. You know so I mean? it's still exposed. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. We're only gonna bury this halfway into the ground. Okay. Right. Right. So and let's and then we'll try to put the um, earth back over the and top. And what about this one? Same thing. Same thing. All right. But these cocksuckers, which will line up in here. Why don't you start working? If you want to work on one hole, he and I sure. can lay these out and set uh, set them up. Okay. 
in the giras. I just wish there was a way we could light all four of these off at once to make people go. You'd have to do them very quickly. <laughs> right. Again, we don't need it to be I too deep, hun. Doesn't have to be too deep. Like that'll be plenty deep enough. Yeah. This is coming up easily. It reminds me of like the Beetlejuice when he starts digging up the model set. Right. <laughs> Maybe we can. Um, put your heads. Yep. Oh, sorry. There, like that'll be that'll be plenty. Just lift it out so we can put it back in when we're done, so that it doesn't look like yeah. we're teenagers. Okay, sorry. There you go. That'll be perfect, dude. Totally perfect. All good. Watch your fingers. All right. Okay, <laughs> that's gonna be a little too deep. He's totally not listening to me. Okay, cool. We'll let, let him be. He's good. He's good. Yeah, he's totally in a he's mode. He's digging. So. Let him dig. Sometimes you just let a man <laughs> dig. <laughs> yep, you're good. You're good. Oh. Um, but I say we try to fuse these two things together like that. You know what I mean? Oh, I and got you. Maybe a light strategically placed will get both of those cocksuckers going at the same time. And if we're really fucking good, Ooh. we could do four at a time. Be careful. Wasn't that fun? That was fun. So we had a good weekend. Me, me and the woman, we went over there and we drank in the sun and hung out and talked and, uh, and had merry times. Much merriment was married. You know, but other than that. This is the story of Star Wars. You can read along with me in your book. You will know it is time to turn the page when you hear R2-D2 beep like this. Let's begin now. What else be going on in, of course, the Star Wars universe? So we all know that uh, uh, Grandpa Ford there busted up his leg. His leg's busted up. Uh, but they're working with it. There's going to be no rewrites on the script, which is official and wonderful. I hadn't realized they actually hadn't put out any official press stuff since, uh, you know, talking about Harrison breaking his leg. Or maybe it was even when they introduced Lupita Inyonga. And, uh, and, uh, who else did come in at that time? Oh, I can't remember her name. Is it Gabrielle or something? I don't know. But anyways, when they introduced that, but, uh, now they're saying there, uh, there will be a two week hiatus, but it's not going to interfere too much. There'll be no rewrites. Uh, they'll pull it off. Ford's a tough old bastard. He'll figure this out. And it's movie magic. You know, they'll, they'll use some digital tricks if they have to, even though Kevin Smith cried. I know you've all seen that. He cried, but I mean, he fucking cries at commercials and shit. Like, come on kids. Like, you know. But it is nice to see that he knows and he's genuine and it's all good. I mean, I'm not saying the tears are disgenuine. I'm just saying they're not very hard to flow out of Kevin Smith's face. But it's nice to see that they did. And, uh, you know, in his own naughty way, confirmed stormtroopers and such. So 
it's it's opened a whole new bag of speculation for this fanboy. I mean, wondering how in control would the Emperor's Empire still be after 30 years? Really? You know, would they... I, I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know how... Are the Jedi still being hunted and hidden in a, in a small society 30 years later? 30 years? I don't know. You figure the Empire would have fallen a little more, you know? But maybe the Empire's smaller. It's not as many systems. So many unanswered questions. I'm not going to sit here and bore you with speculation, but uh, that happened. So speculate away in your own little mind. You know, blaze that one off and see what it leads to because holy shit. Uh, they also, today, or was it yesterday or today, they announced two more people joining the cast. And they came out of that casting call they had a while back. It's Crystal Clark. <laughs> Clark. And uh, Pip Anderson, who's a parkour. Parkour. He does parkour. He jumps around in the buildings and he does parkour. Um, and he did some Star Wars commercial. No, it wasn't Star Wars. I don't know. He did some commercial for Sony or some shit. And it was badass. So him and Crystal Clark are added to the cast, which really doesn't mean much because we don't know who the fuck they are, what the fuck they're doing, who the fuck they're playing. But this Pip Anderson fellow, Pip, Pip, uh, he's quite fit and handsome and very, you know, <clears throat> typically Jedi roguish looking. So, but who knows what's going to happen there. A lot of people are just assuming that Max von Sydow is going to be the bad guy, but I'm not necessarily there on that. He'll obviously be either the Emperor slash Obi-Wan, you know, character, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. Nobody knows. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. What else is there to talk about that we don't know about? There's something that we do know about. We Or no, we don't even know about this. Because this is so unconfirmedly confirmed that people are treating it like it's confirmed, but who knows that uh, whether or not Jason Momoa of Conan and Game of Thrones and Stargate Atlantis uh, has been cast as Aquaman. <laughs> I don't think they're going to throw Aquaman in there, but it would make sense if they did. Man, they're really going to set this up. This is going to be a beautiful thing. I don't care how many they add. Add the whole Justice League and then not call it Justice League. I don't care. There's still a Justice League sitting right there. Then imagine what will happen when an actual Justice League comes. We already know everybody. And then there's a couple few extra add-ons. Uh, one of my favorite things about Justice League is how few non-superheroes there are in it. You know, you got your Green Arrow and your Batman. But other than that, it's so much power and awesomeness that it'll be cool to see. So... I, uh, more likely than not, they'd all be cameos in Dawn of Justice, but he didn't really even confirm it himself. He was on Jimmy Kimmel there, and he talked about it, and he said that would be cool, wouldn't it? And that's pretty much it. So who the shit knows what's happening? I'd be happy for him. I like him. I thought he was a great Conan. I know Conan, that new one, wasn't a great movie, but he was a pretty great Conan. You know, he fucking, he held it up pretty good. So, you know, I can't think of anybody else who would have been, uh, you know, more into that kind of thing than he was. The Rock would have made a horrible Conan. I heard that a lot, but you all know that he would have made a horrible Conan. You know it. You know it, man. Ah, so, what else has happened? They're talking about releasing Star Wars now. Well, they're not talking about it. They've actually, this is one confirmed thing we know, is that they're going to be releasing Star Wars on December 18th. 
so odd. You're supposed to release it in May, a week after Lucas's birthday. And they're just like, fuck that. Fuck summer movie. Fuck Star Wars being a summer movie. What the shit are you talking about? Of course you put it out in May. And then it starts off everything. That's how it goes. It brings us out of that gloom of winter. You can tell the people who chose December 8th, they all live in L.A. They're all fuckers who live in L.A. They don't know what it's like to be up here in the fucking T-Dot, freezing our asses off through fucking epic, fucking record-breaking ice storms. Hoping we have fucking Star Wars or great movies to look forward to in May when we're just fucking dragging our fucking sorry broken asses out of the fucking horror. You gotta put it in December? What, are you trying to help us through the winter? Because I don't know if that's gonna work. I really, really don't know if that's gonna work. Winter Star Wars. We shall see. Doctor Who teaser was released. It was a little, very short teaser. Kind of shows him in the TARDIS, and then it goes all into that inside X-ray type, looking at his body as it freezes, and like his two hearts are being shocked, and you see the two hearts and such. And there's a voice speaking over it all, and it's very Dalek, and everyone's assuming it's Davros. Davros is dead, but I mean, he's been dead before, and lots of them have been dead before. Hell, the Doctor's been dead technically 13 times. So, um, you know, here we go. Um, it didn't give much, but people assume Davros. I don't care. You know, it'd be actually nice if they did go away from the Daleks. You know, there was a bit much Dalekness going on there at certain parts in the last series, but maybe they're just going to go even crazier with it. Maybe it'll be like one of those more old school <clears throat> Davros doctor mind gamble fight type things, you know? Because that didn't really happen with Smith and Davros. It was more of a trick the whole thing. Because he came back kind of fresh and weird, you know what I mean? But uh, there you go. Also, I just heard, before I even came in here, I heard that there were five scripts or something leaked. Don't read them. Let them go, people. Do not read the Doctor Who scripts. Why would you do that to yourselves? Scripts are one thing. I love a good teaser. I love a good trailer. I love a good spoiler. But I'm not going to sit and literally re read the script. Come on. That's going a bit overboard. I wouldn't even go that far. You know what I mean? There's, there's, I have very specific rules. I've talked about them before. and You people have heard them. And one of my specific rules is that I don't want no background for Yoda. Yoda's one thing where I do not want chronology. I do not want anything. I want endless mystery. I'm a chronology freak. I'm a history freak. I love the Highlander because it puts it all together. I read Star Wars books because it puts it all together. And I love this. I love joining A to B and connecting dots and seeing where shit came from. I absolutely fucking get off on it. Except for Yoda. I want Yoda to be the one thing that remains complete mystery to me. Complete mystery to everybody. You know what I mean?
I think that would be fantastic. But that's my own little opinion. That's my own little outlook on things. Uh, other than that, there really hasn't been tons going on at all. Um, we're gearing up for Fan Expo coming in August, you know. Uh, very soon on the show next week, hopefully we'll be having uh, a gentleman, Patch Silver, who is uh, part of the creative team behind a new comic called Mad World, which is something I stumbled across on Twitter and took a look at the Kickstarter. Go to Kickstarter and check out Mad World, and it's fucking awesome looking. I don't quite get what it's about. It's a quest or some shit, but I don't even care because it looks so fucking good. It really looks fucking out of this world. Uh, there's some stills and stuff I've seen that are just sensational and it literally caught my eye it was the artwork that caught my eye I was going through some kickstarter and some twitter and bam I saw it and I was like look at that fucking shit going on there so go watch the video because I watched the video and it's something I'm interested in so I reached out and I said come be on an elegant weapon podcast and I believe that Mr. Patch Silver will be appearing on an elegant weapon podcast also, as far as shout-outs go, I seem to have naturally led myself into some shout-outs here. Shout-outs! Oh, yeah, I also wanted to mention, uh, fucking shout-outs I was about to sing, which reminded me of Hollywood Babylon, which reminded me of Fat Man on Batman, which reminded me of the second appearance, part three technically, but part one of the second appearance of Neil Adams is on Fat Man on Batman. If you've missed it, you live under a rock. Go fucking listen. Holy shit. It's good fucking times. Go do that. Fat Man on Batman. I can't believe that it's in the 70s already. It's like episode 75 or 76 or something. And I don't know how that flew by. It, f- it feels like 20. It feels like 20 of them. I could not possibly name who's been on 75 episodes of that show. It's amazing how these things fly by. Hey, I never thought An Elegant Weapon would get to an ep- you know episode 108. But you're listening to it. So isn't that nifty? Nifty and swell. All at the same time. So, uh, what was I saying there? Oh, yeah. www.theadventuresofsuperstoner.com Brand new cannabis culture comic book. Tommy Chong gave it an A+, and so will you. So go and check that out. It's our good friends Andy and Chip. Uh, hopefully Andy and least, if not Chip, uh, guys have been busy. They've been hopping around, doing cons, doing this, doing that. Uh, they were at the Cannabis Cup. That's where they met Mr. Tommy Chong. And we want to hear about it. So uh, he, him or them will get back on this show very, very shortly. So soon, hopefully, in the next few episodes, we get to bring you uh, the guys behind or one of the guys behind or maybe a quarter of the guys behind or maybe just, you know, a roach of the guys behind uh, the adventures of superstoner.com. Check it out. And of course, a couple episodes ago, uh, Matt Miner, Sean Von Gorman, Toe Tag Riot, rolling along. Uh, everything was funded, as you all know, and that's a good time. So continue to support that. One more thing I would like to mention. You need to go to YouTube right now. I'll put the link up for this too. Um, if I'm lucky enough, I might get to actually put this in the episode so right now if i'm lucky enough now that i think about it right now you're about to hear an interview with our own points of interest podcast network co-curator el Haquez, josh hawks interviewing on screen on camera live mr sam witwer of being human of the force unleashed of Darth Maul of the Clone Wars. That's right, he got a chance to interview him, and it is now on YouTube. So here 
if we can. Hey everybody, I'm here with Sam Whitwer. Thanks for sitting down with us, man. No problem, thank you. Uh, could you uh, tell, well first of all, it's the Star Wars weekend. What could you tell me uh, from the Force Unleashed? What was, what, what got you into that? What got me the part? The, the part, yeah. Well, um, there was uh, an artist named Amy Beth Christensen who made a painting of what The Apprentice was meant to look like. And uh, the look was very much mine. Um, she painted a character that looked very much like me. So David Collins, who uh, worked at LucasArts at the time, uh, who eventually went on to play Proxy, he was the lead oh, yeah. sound designer in Force Unleashed, him and a few others recognized that I looked like that character. And so David calls me up one night, he goes, hey, I need your headshot and resume. I'm like, why? He's like, because Darth Vader has a secret apprentice. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> what? And he's like, oh, forget I said that, just send me this stuff. And so I did. My headshot made it to the top of the pile because I looked just like their character. And then uh, they called me in for an audition. And I think because they knew someone that knew me, it seemed too easy. Mm -hmm. uh, so they put me through my paces, man. I mean, like a, a normal audition, you go in, hello, hi, I'm Sam, and you act for, you know, maybe five minutes and then talk a little bit. You know, there's never that much performance. Right. I mean, they're, you know, enough for them to see something. Maybe 10 at the most. Well, this one, I go in there, I read these sides, the script pages, and I'm like, yeah, you could do this like 50 different ways. And they said, really? I'm like, sure. I'm like, well, then show us all of them. I'm like, all right. So I sat there for 45 minutes wow. performing. 45 minutes doing it over and over and over again. I'm like, okay, well, here's a, a more sort of Luke Skywalker, younger, innocent read. Okay, here's more of a cynical Han Solo read, you know, here's this, here's that, well, here's a hardcore Sith Apprentice read, and I was just sort of going all over the place with it. And, and, you know, that either means one of two things, either they're trying to figure something out and they really want you, or uh, you're not getting it right. You know? <laughs> so it's hard to know what was going on there, but then it turns out, you know, that they hired me, and then afterward I was very nervous because I was about to go to San Francisco mm. and work with these people and work on a Star Wars project and it's like you know these projects you get these wrong and the fans are gonna right. they're not gonna come up to you and say hey loved you and this they're gonna right. say screw you man <laughs> you <laughs> messed, messed it up yeah. yeah so I was very nervous about it and I was nervous and like you know they never really it was never clear to me what the character was what's the character and then when they finally gave me the script not long before I got out there you know in terms of which way of the 50 ways that they decided to go, it turns out they picked all of them. They really, no, I mean, like Hayden Blackman wrote a character that encompassed so many different sides. Right. You know, there were moments where the character was more naive and innocent. Mm -hmm. There were morning, moments, if he's talking to Darth Vader, he's very, you know, what is they bidding my master? But when he's talking to Proxy and Juno, it's like, all right, guys, let's go. Hey, right, right. get out of here, Juno, that type of thing. So, so at that point, I knew, okay, well, at least I know how to play this. We know right. the different sides of the character. Right. Uh, what was the progression from on-camera to voiceover? In terms of Star Wars? In terms of just in your career. Well, for, yeah, Force Unleashed was really an on-camera gig. You know, I just had dots all over my face, right, but it was, right. it was treated as an on-camera gig. And the other actors were there working with you, so it was very much like what I knew to expect. Mm -hmm. The only difference is, is that I was like in a wife beater, dots on my face, and I had like a microphone pretending to be a lightsaber. No. Um, 
Although they changed that. I remember at one point, they're like, this is ridiculous. Can we get the mic out of his hand? Someone go downstairs and get this guy a lightsaber. Oh, nice. <laughs> and they have those. So they of course. Wanna... Um, but then how, how that got me into the voiceover stuff is that there is this element in the game where it's just your voice, the in-game stuff mm -hmm. where, you know, in the middle of the missions and stuff, the stuff that isn't the cutscenes. So I had to start learning how to do that, and then I got more practice when they called me up for the, for the Clone Wars, which is, you know, the whole trick there is to try to try to give it a sense of physicality. Right. Which not every, you know, it, as a, cam, on a camera actor, it doesn't always automatically occur to you. Um, here, I'll give you another geek reference. <clears throat> Uh, there's this game, Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, it, if you played that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it had the whole cast of Ghostbusters. And it's funny because Bill Murray is really funny, but when you play through the missions and stuff, he's very soft and he's kind of down here, Bill Murray, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, Bill Murray can be down here, he can be up here, he can be right. anywhere, right? And sometimes it doesn't work because he's... There's explosions going off, and Bill Murray's kind of talking like this. Well, that's because he's in a voice booth, and he doesn't right. know that the explosions are going off. He hasn't, he's not used to artificially boosting his energy. Right. If you put him on the set, things would be happening, and he'd know to boost his energy. Whereas Dan Aykroyd, his character always kind of lives up here. All right, big man, we're going to go do this. All right, let's go. Spangler, all right, let's go. You know, and, and he came off perfect in the right. game. Because this energy right here kind of fits in any situation you put in. So that was one of the things you have to learn with voiceover is that, like... There is an environment. You might be talking to someone, but he might be 10 feet away. So you might have to boost your voice a little bit or, you know, you have to put different physical, you know, if you're right. moving, you might want to move your body a little bit to get a sense of movement. Uh, what can you tell me about your time on Smallville? I can tell you that those people are very, very tall. <laughs> I'm 6'1", and I'm used to being, you know, one of the taller guys right. on the side. I meet Tom Welling, and I'm supposed to be menacing this guy, and he's, like, towering above me at, like, 6'4", something like that. 6'3", 6'4". Justin Hartley is usually tall. Even Allison Mack, who looks tiny on screen, is, like, 5'9", or something. Oh, wow. 5'8", like 5'9". So, tall, tall people. Nice people. Right. But giants. Well, you, you did a great job on there. Oh, thank I, you. I was a big Smallville fan, so. Yeah, it was another one of those pressure gigs. You don't want to mess it up, because a lot of people care about this, and... And we've all been in the position of seeing a franchise movie or TV show where you can pick out the actor that it's just a paycheck for. Right. And I always hate that actor. Mm hmm Because you know, you're like, there's hundreds of other guys who would kill to be in your place who could do the job better than you. So it's very important when you get those franchise gigs to, to give it everything you got, you know. Oh, for sure. And especially since these fans will remember if you didn't. Oh, right, right. <laughs> Um, as far as let's go back to Star Wars real quick, but any future role, or any character you would love to play? I think I just said Indiana Jones. Oh, okay. Yeah, set me up with Indiana Jones. I mean, because you know that Disney eventually is going to do it again, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm starting to reach an optimal Indiana Jones age. I think in a few years. So, That'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time, sir. Oh, thank you. It's been a good time talking to you. Hope thank to you see you around much. the con the rest of the weekend. Thank you. Thank you. And if not, well, hey, either you just heard it or you didn't. And if you didn't, go to YouTube and listen to it, okay? Listen to that shit because uh, Josh did a great job. It was first on-screen interview of course he was nervous you know that kind of stuff you know what it's like to be nervous you know 
But uh, I think he did a great, fantastic job. So uh, a real treat for him to get to talk to with Mr. Sam Witwer. Thank you for doing that for Points of Interest Podcast Network, of which we are a part. Go to pointsofinterestpodcast.com. Or you can go to www.anelegantweapon.ca. And yes, of course, the CA stands for Canada Bichesso. Okay, so there you go. That's all I'm going to ramble on for this week. Okay, we make a nice, uh, you know, nice, short, and sweet. We'll come back uh, to you real, real soon. Uh, we, we're going to get the more uh, high. Uh, hopefully not off uh, the deadly purple bud. But, uh, you know, it'd be interesting. I got a little bit of it left, too, actually. Maybe I'll save that specifically for to do with the podcast, and we'll just see what happens. We'll see if I freak out, man. Man, we'll see if I freak out, man, and I lose it. And I just go fucking ape shit, shit, man, ape shit. That is all we're going to have for my nonsense this week on An Elegant Weapon. Thank you all for chilling. Take it easy.